This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. Main Street Research asked just over 4,200 Canadians to rate the safety of cities across this nation. 15 cities. At the top of the list, safest, Ottawa. At the bottom, Winnipeg. David Valentin of Main Street Research. We actually look at the crime statistics uh, among these 50 major cities we selected from across the country, Winnipeg actually ranks right in the middle. It's, it's, eight, it's eight. And yes, there's been a small increase in the crime rate over last year, it's a 6% increase. Uh, but you see that there's plenty of other cities that actually uh, are much more dangerous, much more uh, have a higher crime severity index, which means that more serious types of crimes are, are happening in those cities than in Winnipeg. Uh, and yet, uh, when we ask Canadians how safe or, un- uh, how safe or unsafe uh, you think Winnipeg actually is, uh, not only was it ranked uh, the lowest, it actually had a very, uh, if you look at the chart, it actually has quite a, a negative score compared to some of the others, which are all sort of, uh, you know, people saying Ottawa is the safest city in the country and we have a net score of 56% positive. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we see Winnipeg with a, a negative 21% score. People from Ontario, from Alberta, from BC see Winnipeg as the unsafest city in the country. People in Manitoba rank us not last, but only four cities ahead of Winnipeg. So what contributes to this perception? What's probably been uh, less helpful for this regard is that we've seen uh, a number of high-profile crimes in Winnipeg, especially involving youth this year. And I think that sort of is, uh, you know, Winnipeg has a large media market. When we look at some of the cities that did better and some of the cities that did worse, the size of of the media and, and our exposure to the stories from from those territories looks like it might be having an effect. And so we see with Toronto actually very very safe if you look at the numbers and statistics. Uh, it's quite unlikely if you visit Toronto anything's going to happen to you. But Canadians are, are ranking it uh, right down there with Winnipeg. It's, it's number fourteen on our list of fifteen cities we looked at. So it, it's not just an issue for Winnipeg, uh, though it, it probably is a bigger issue for Winnipeg than other cities. Um, but it looks like the number of media outlets that are around the area are contributing to what crime stories are being reported, how many of them we're seeing. And then, of course, a lot of this has to do with what goes on our TV. How do you deal with that perception? How do you change the conversation? How do you change attitudes, not just in your city, but across the nation? Let's begin with University of Manitoba criminologist Rick Linden. You've been at the forefront of some of the anti-crime initiatives here in Winnipeg. You won't take credit, but you're one of the people shaping the conversation of justice officials, police in the last decade here. You've turned the corner in some cases, a lot of work to still be done, but the perception is still that we are a violent city. How how does that feel? Uh, It it doesn't feel... uh great because the perceptions that people have of Winnipeg may actually affect some of their decisions uh, concerning coming to Winnipeg for tourism purposes or relocating to Winnipeg or something. So so it's uh, too bad that people have a, a bit of a misperception of what's going on in Winnipeg because it does have consequences for the city. Is that something that you consider in helping drafting your anti-crime programs that somehow public perception is an important component of this? It is, but uh, the the example that Mr. Valentin gave of, of Toronto, and that shows up in the in the study that they did, 
actually shows how difficult it is to change perceptions because as he pointed out in the little interview clip you just ran, uh, Toronto has almost the lowest crime rate of any major city in Canada. Uh, their crime rate, you know, the old traditional measure, is about half the national average, and yet they were almost at the level of Winnipeg in perception of, of how unsafe the city's been. And my guess is uh, uh, the same as he pointed out, that uh, Toronto is a media hub, but also there have been some really widely publicized murders in Toronto that I think have given people a total misperception of, of crime rates there. So uh, if we look at uh, the possibility of actually changing people's attitudes once they have them, uh, it's very difficult because uh, if Toronto is the example, we could we could get to the lowest crime rates in the country. And folks out in, uh, uh, in Windsor and uh, Quebec City would still be thinking of Winnipeg as a high crime place because they, uh, the average citizen doesn't really get into the data. They, they may hear stories or read about a violent crime, and that kind of fixes their perception for a long, long time. So uh, changing these, uh, these things nationally would be extremely difficult, I think. I look at Winnipeg and see almost two different cities, one where there is a concentrated area of poverty, concentrated area of crime, and I think of the suburbs, and I think that's the way Winnipeggers look at this. They don't trust certain neighborhoods or areas of the city well, many will say, well, in my neighborhood, it's relatively safe. Agree? Yes, and that's, that would be the same for every city uh, in the country. Uh, crime is not randomly distributed. It, uh, it occurs where there's uh, uh, poverty and lack of education and lack of job opportunities. So if you're the next police chief here in the city of Winnipeg, yes, you're dealing with the day-to-day operations of a police service, but you're also dealing with trying to change attitudes, aren't you? Yeah, and, and uh, I think that uh, given the, the Toronto example and how difficult it would be to change attitudes, I think that uh, just focusing on getting the job done and actually making the community safer is, uh, is what I would focus on if I were the next chief. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the positive things out of the report was that at least Winnipeggers didn't think we were the highest anymore. And my guess is that uh, a few years ago, they might, have, uh, they might have had the perception that Winnipeg was the highest. Uh, you know, we can go back in the days when, and you can still go online and order a, a T-shirt that uh, says Winnipeg Crime Capital of Canada. Uh, and I think that was the public perception. So, so I was a little bit encouraged by the fact that uh, to Winnipeggers, uh, we were, I think, fifth. Uh, so that uh, at least the local audience is, is paying some attention to some of the good work that's been done by, by the police and by the provincial government and by community organizations. Rick Linden, thanks for your time. Thanks, Richard. Bye-bye. Rick, Rick Linden from the University of Manitoba, where he is a criminologist. Among Manitobans, uh, the least safe cities were Toronto, Halifax, and Saskatoon. Uh, Winnipeg coming in just above Toronto and just below Regina. Far bigger is with bigger ideas, and she joins us now. Uh, years in the communications industry. Far bigger, your assignment is to change the conversation to make Winnipeg a safer place in the eyes of other Canadians. We live in a say something society, and so I look at something like this, which is yet another kind of drive-by negative hit on Winnipeg, and say. We need to say something. We should be out across the country talking in media outlets, whoever are covering this negative story, and reshaping our image 
uh, and taking advantage of this as a great opportunity to deliver a very different fact-based message across our country. So if you're the mayor, you're on the horn with the major networks and anybody that's covering this to get in our say whether people listen to it or not, we have to be part of the conversation. Not just part of the conversation, flipping the conversation. And it shouldn't just be the mayor. We have Tourism Winnipeg who will tell you that we have been rated in 2016 as one of the best places to visit in the country. We have crime rates that have you know, so significantly improved because of the efforts of our police force and our community groups where we're now middle of the pack. So we need to start to deal in facts. But we also need to start to engage um, other organizations in talking to Canadians and sharing news about what's going on in Winnipeg. Folklorama is the best example. You don't just wait until a story comes out. I agree with you, you have to respond to it but you have to do everything in between to bolster your profile. There's some great, this is a great city, but in the eyes and ears of others across Canada, hey, congratulations, the Jets are back. Too bad about the Bombers. Yeah, I know you get mosquitoes. Man, is it cold there in February. Yeah, you got some pretty nice summers from time to time. And man, boy, do you have a crime problem. How do you change the conversation? Honestly, you jump in. You use a negative springboard like this, to start to build relationships and create a dialogue across the country. You know, imagine if in Edmonton or if in Toronto they were hearing that a half million visitors can't be wrong because a half million visitors visited over 40 pavilions at night in every single corner of our city. And what happened? It was a fantastic celebration of our diversity and I might say of our safety. Because the overriding story is that everyone, everyone went out, had fun, and were safe. And so this is an opportunity, if we haven't done it across the country, to start it today. Can you think of a campaign where there was a negative turned into a positive? Can you point to something where this strategy actually works? Well, I think all you need to do is look at what we did collectively as a community when McLean's came after us and labeled us the most racist city. That's the most recent example where, as a community, we stood up and we said, okay, stop. Yes, we have problems. Uh, We're prepared to face them, and we're prepared to change the dialogue across this country. And I believe that has had a positive effect on our city. I think we need to do exactly the same thing. When we're attacked... On, with negatives like this, especially when we know factually, anecdotally, they're incorrect, we need to stand up and be just that aggressive in defending ourselves. Here's the issue, though. I think a lot of Winnipeggers believe in this perception. Whether the crime statistics tell it otherwise, I think there are a lot of Winnipeggers that agree with this survey. Do we need to change our own perceptions at home? Sure. Things always start at home. And the most important thing is, is most tourists are hometown tourists. And so we need to continue as a community uh, from many different perspectives to keep funneling positive news out into the community and stop being so shy about tooting our own horns. And that, you're right. You're absolutely correct. That takes time. But it's got to be a collective, concentrated effort to say, don't label us dangerous when we're middle of the pack. Talk about the fact that we can uh, host and we do host some of the largest concerts and festivals in Canada and we do it successfully without any crime being reported. So we don't tell the research to kind of go away? Just, you know what, 
that's not indicative of the real Winnipeg. And I'm sorry, but, you know, you're trying to get a headline and we've moved on. That's Winnipeg of 10 or five years ago. It's not Winnipeg now. Do we be a bit smug about it and say, listen, this is the real Winnipeg. If you'd like to get to know us, we'd like to get to know you. You know, the numbers have changed and they've changed through effort. And we can continue to change those numbers. You know, I mean, I really believe that you can change the perception of a city by addressing things head on. Nobody has bragging rights on crime. There's crime in large cities and small across, not only across our country, across the world. And I think we just need to be able to start to send out facts, but also a very positive message. And that includes even from within our own ranks inside Manitoba. But, the vo- but we have to start speaking up, and we just can't take these hits and hope they'll go away. If you go online and if you look at all the social media, we can't say nothing. We have to say something. And, in fact, you shouldn't be talking to me this morning. It should be people like Tourism Winnipeg and some of the many other organizations who should be out there delivering positive messages, not just at home, but across the country. And today is a perfect opportunity to do it if they haven't done it before. Far bigger. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.